Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm Florence Bremer. I'm a lawyer in Phoenix. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. I'm also a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, a fan of a great deal, an amateur restaurant critic, a follower of many television shows, and a self-proclaimed fashionista. Oh, I'm also overall in love with popular culture. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast for attorneys and business owners, and we deal with time management issues and tips for living your best life. Thank you for joining me this week. This week is a couple days after July 4th. I'm recording this on July 6th. So I was going to talk about a couple of things today. Um, I was going to talk about... um, some tips for flying, um, which I always like to talk about. And then I was going to talk about a holiday week and some do's and don'ts and mainly some do's and don'ts based on my week this week. One of my most favorite things in the world are articles and magazines where it is a supermodel or an actress and they talk about tips for when they fly To me, these tips are always hilarious. They're so unrealistic. Maybe they're realistic if you're on a private plane, but for those of us flying in coach, not so realistic. And one that I came across this week was an article in People Magazine um, that talked about uh, a dermatologist gave um, some tips for preventing the air on planes from sucking out the moisture of your skin. And then it talked about Carly Kloss's beauty routine when she's up in the air. And um, she's one of my favorite supermodels right now. Um, She's super smart. She does coding and she does the camps and schools for, for girls to learn coding. So I think that's very admirable. But in these articles, it's similar to this one. They always talk about these uh, actors or actresses or models or whoever it can be in the entertainment industry, flying and, and what they go through and, and what they do on the planes. And again, it's always hilarious. Like some tips I've seen in the past include like bringing fluffy slippers, um, bringing uh, a cashmere throw. Like none of these, I have tried different things and it just never works out. Um, I actually sm- bought a small cashmere throw a, um, a couple of years ago, I stopped bringing it because in coach, you, I feel like I never get as cold as um, they say in articles that you're going to be on a plane every once in a while. But usually I'm overheated because before the plane takes off, they turn the air off. Um, you're in a, this capsule with 300 other people. It doesn't feel to me like it, it cools down. And you have about one foot around you space. Um, so so bringing things like that just it never seems to work for me. Um, but I'm going to talk about this article for a second. So it says what Carly Kloss's routine is. And her quote is, if you ever see me on a plane, I'll most likely be answering emails and wearing a face mask. To me, that was hilarious. Can you imagine being in coach and pulling out um, a face mask and putting it all over your face or one of those um, paper face masks and and just spreading it out on your face and looking like 
Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just no one is going to do this. Like, it's just like the craziest thing to me. And it's so funny in this article that was in People Magazine on June 17th, it shows her sitting on the steps with her suitcase and uh, like a uh, like a travel tote and she's just relaxing sipping coffee and I'm sure she's flying away in her private jet two seconds later in fact you know what now that I'm looking at this picture I think she's sitting on the steps to a private jet sipping her coffee so just so completely unrealistic realistic so the same in the same article a dermatologist explains what you should do on a plane. So one, it says, take a few deep breaths of essential oil to create a calm atmosphere in your seat. I don't think that's realistic. I think people are going to complain if you start whipping out some fragrances, and then you have to deal with someone who is angry at you the rest of the flight. Another one, it says, take off your makeup with moisturizing wipes. Um, to me, I'm like, why would you take off your makeup on a plane? I would say either don't wear makeup to begin with or leave your makeup on. <laughs> I don't know why you're taking it off when you get on the plane. Um, and then the same dermatologist says smooth on a sheet mask. I think you would be looked at like you were a crazy person if all of a sudden you just started wearing a facial sheet mask sitting in your, in your seat. And then they say, the same person says, massage your face. And they show one of those little roller things to help the, it's the tool that you roll on that helps the uh, moisturizer or whatever it is that you're putting on your face go further into your pores. Um, also, they say apply sunscreen. <laughs> you're going to apply sunscreen on a plane. Um, and the last one is glow on the go and it's spray your face with a soothing mist um, while you're while you're flying. I think you will get a ton of complaints. I just don't think any of this is uh, realistic for uh, all of us who may be flying around the U.S. To, to different places, visiting family or going on vacation. Some tips that I do is I just try to slip my shoes off um, a little bit. Like not like giant bare feet, you know, but if I'm wearing like a sneaker or a slip on, I usually like to wear socks because I don't like going barefoot through um, airport security. Um, but I'll just take my foot out of my shoe and then just kind of rest my foot on my shoe. So it's not like I said, like a big barefoot sticking in the aisle or sticking through the seats. If you ever, one of my favorite things is if you ever see like on Instagram or Facebook where people will post a picture of something incredibly annoying that's happening to them on a plane and they'll be sitting in their seat and then there'll just be a foot stuck through the two seats. And I'm like, who would do that? Or have people gone crazy? Um, sometimes I'll, if I, with the cold, I'll, I might have a, um, a zip up jacket and I'll take the zip up jacket and I'll take it off when I sit down. So if I get too warm, I'm not overheated by it. But if I'm cold, I'll just lay it on myself like a, like a throw or I'll put my arms in it backwards. It looks like you're in a straight jacket, but 
whatever. It's fine. Another thing I do in terms of um, like trying to stay hydrated and not dry out is, is drink water. Every once in a while on a plane, I'll get something that's not water. Like sometimes I'll get ginger ale just to get the ginger to settle my stomach. But most of the time I stick to water instead of coffee or something else that might make me feel a little less um, hydrated. And just getting the water in me can make me feel a lot um, more relaxed and, and just not dried out for being on the plane. So those are the supermodel tips versus my tips and enjoy. Also, when um, I'm trying to do something on a plane, I know in these articles, I'll always be like, oh, I take out my laptop and I work and da, da, da. I work on my laptop sometimes, um, but I'll usually work on my tablet. I have found that answering emails in the air is not too bad. It. I always think of the airplane as maybe the one place to get away from emails, but uh, where was I going maybe a month or two ago? I think I was headed to, oh, when I was headed to San Francisco, the day, whole day got away from me. I was taking like a, a early evening flight and I had all these emails coming in. And so I purchased for 10 bucks the Wi-Fi on the plane and answered emails on my iPad, which I have a cover that has a keyboard on it. And that has really been invaluable to me because I went through a stage where I had an iPad mini for a while and I had a Bluetooth keyboard that I would carry around with it. And then I did the giant iPad with the Bluetooth keyboard and it was fine, but it wasn't super convenient for getting actual work done. Um, so then I got a laptop, and that was great for working. But then I realized I needed something for kind of more mobile work when I didn't have a desk or a table to work at. And I went back and I purchased the regular size iPad, so not the mini, not the pro, and got the keyboard cover for it. And that's come in handy quite a bit. I was at a conference last week and um, needed to get some emails out. So I put that on my lap and was able to work. So those are some tips from me um, for air travel. I also wanted to talk about a holiday week and some goals for a holiday week and um, do's and don'ts. It'll mostly be don'ts because going through this holiday week ended up being a fail for me. I had high expectations and it really didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So I'm a little bit bummed about that. But on Monday, so I scheduled most of my, or I scheduled all of my meetings for the week on Monday. So it was a couple, it was July 1st. So I knew that would be a good day, not too close to the holiday where people are calling and canceling at the last minute. Um, and then also um, not, you know, giving me some time to have some time off. And then my next set of meetings I scheduled for July 8th. I was supposed to have, I, I have a hearing scheduled on Monday morning, the 8th, and I thought it was getting canceled. It looks like it's not. So that was a little bit of 
unfortunate scheduling. So now I have a hearing in the morning and then I come back in the afternoon and I'm doing eight meetings. I'm just doing meeting after meeting. Some of them are telephonic and some of them should be quick, but it's going to be a really, really rough afternoon. And I did all of this because I had such high hopes for the week. So Tuesday was the second, Wednesday was the third, of course, Thursday was the fourth, and then Friday was the fifth. So my plan really was to be in the office as little as possible. And I ended up being in the office a lot more than I wanted to be. So what happened on Tuesday, I thought, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to answer my phone calls, answer my emails, work on a brief a little bit, and then I'm going home. It turned out that I was there pretty much the entire day. And I had to run to court and um, drop off some exhibits for a judge. And then I came back with my, my favorite places. And, and here's just a little a little tip for you. My favorite place for bagels is Einstein's Bagels. They are so far superior to anything any other bagel, grocery store bagels, any other bagel place. And maybe it's just my taste, but I love their bagels. They have great whipped spreads. They have fun bagel flavors. My favorite is the six cheese. Um, I also love the jalapeno cheese and they have an Asiago one. You can see my um, theme of these cheese bagels, but they're the best cheese bagels everywhere. And then they have a great everything bagel and they have a great chocolate chip bagel so they have the sweet ones and the savory ones and they're all good and they have probably 10 at least 10 cream cheeses any kind of flavor that you could want they have ones that pair pair better with the sweeter bagels and ones that pair better with the savory bagels and I love it so I ran into oh and another tip is you can get Einstein's gift cards for 20% off at um, Costco. So you can get $50 worth of gift cards for $40. So whenever, whatever you're buying at Einstein's then is discounted. And they have a, a loyalty club where you put in your phone number and you might get a dollar off a of coffee or a free bagel and cream cheese if you add up, if you save points. I think I have on my account a free bagel and cream cheese. Can't wait to use it. So on Tuesday, I went to the court, ran to Einstein's, got a bagel, and I took the bagel back to the office. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish up my phone calls, my voicemails, answer my voicemails, answer my emails, and then eat my bagel in my little sitting room that I've talked about in in uh, prior podcast and I was going to work on a brief for a little bit and then go home. So I get back to the office and it's pages of messages. I couldn't even believe it. Like it's two days before the holiday, but here's the thing sometimes about the holiday. Sometimes a day or two before you get the biggest rush of your life where people are trying to get their business done um, right before the holiday and it stinks. So I went ahead and um, did all that. I finally got to my bagel. I ended up running out the door at like five o'clock to get to my training at 530. And so that day was a fail for me. That was a day I actually thought I was going to have more of a day off. And, and I had planned it. Same thing on the third. So on the third, 
um, the town that I live in has their fireworks. So I wasn't planning to be at the office all day. Went to the office and did the same thing. There were more phone calls than I expected, but much less than the second. And and kind of a lot of emails. So um, I also were was working on a couple of briefs. I have like three briefs going on. And my associate is going to be, uh, is has just starting her vacation. So she was actually in that day working. So we were working on some stuff together and it just ended up being busier. But I got out of there at a pretty decent time, except on the evening of the third, I had people over. Um, a tip for lots of people when you don't want to do a lot of work, <laughs> I ordered Domino's. And if you get the Domino's thin crust, I did a a split between the Domino's thin crust pizza and then the Domino's like the regular hand tossed and it was a crowd pleaser I did all sorts of toppings like did fun toppings you can they have like five different sauces they have probably six or seven different cheeses lots of different vegetables just everyone was very happy with the pizza and it was not expensive at all and I had a house full of people Fourth of July, I usually have people over and I really keep it, um, really keep it chill. I use a lot of stuff that I have. So I looked through my counters and I saw that I had Terra chips. So I poured those into a bowl. I had a bunch of nuts from nuts.com. Nuts so I put together a little tray with nuts and dried fruit. It was just all very chill and then had the pizza. So all of that was very good. Um, and then on the evening of the third, I looked like a zombie. I looked like the walking dead and I fall asleep like maybe a little bit after about after 11. I think that was when the last people left and I thought I'm going to get up early. I might walk in the morning. Um, July 4th was a holiday. Wasn't, I was planning to pop into the office, but not be there very long. And so what did I do? I go to sleep. I wake up at five and I think, not interested. I'm going to go back to sleep. Like I am really, really feeling exhausted. I wake up again at maybe 6.30. I think, not interested. Go back to sleep. The next thing I know, I wake up and it's 9.30. My body must have needed it, but um, I felt like it was a waste of a day. When you wake up early and you have like that extra five or six hours, to get stuff done or spend stuff at time on your own or just sit and drink coffee or get some work done, your whole day, you you end up with so much more time. But I my body really, really must have needed the sleep. I ended up sleeping for about 11 hours. So I got showered, went to the office, did the tiniest bit of work, talked to my associate because that was going to be her last day in the office for a week and a half. And... Um, and then went to and had a, a fun holiday day. Went to the mall, went and saw a movie. I went and saw the new Spider-Man. Um, and I'll give a review on that in just a few moments. And um, went to a restaurant called Olive and Ivy, which I'll give a review of in just a few moments. And it was a good day, but exhausting, you know, walking around the mall. <laughs> I know, like I was walking around the mall tired, but I just ended up feeling like, really, really tired. And, and I think got home close to 11 because just so much was crammed into one day. So Friday, I got up early. I wanted to get into the office and get some work done. 
I also wanted to have breakfast with my kids. I had been kind of talking to the kids all week. Hey, do you want to have breakfast on Friday? And it turned out to be much bigger breakfast than I, I anticipated. My Both of my older daughters came. My um, daughter with the baby brought the baby. My younger youngest daughter was actually up and awake, so she came with, even though after breakfast she went home and went to bed. And my husband was up and awake, and he went with too. So we all went out to breakfast together, and it was nice. You know, had coffee, laughed, looked at the baby while he was sleeping. He was a good boy the whole time. And then um, went back to uh, our our houses, and, and I thought, okay, I'm going to go to the office for a little bit. So I went to work, and... Um, it was a more quiet day. A couple of phone calls came in. They were definitely very scattered. My emails were very light and I worked like crazy on two different briefs. A new transcript came in on one of my briefs and I just, I really needed to get some work done. So I got some work done and then it was about mid-afternoon and My office complex the whole day was a ghost town. I think some people came in and left about 10 a.m., but otherwise, we and another office were the only two offices that were working. So around 2 o'clock, I said, "Let's, let's get out of here. And I really, really needed a Costco trip, so went to Costco, got some fun foods for the weekend and stuff that I needed, And went back to the office, worked a little bit more, and came home for the evening. It was not the week I expected. I really thought I was going to have just some more chill time, time for reading, time for relaxing. I made a proclamation a few days ago that I was going to go to movies on a daily basis and see all the summer movies. I ended up seeing one during that time that I made that proclamation. It's Saturday morning as we speak, so maybe I'll get some more in there, but we'll see. So my tips regarding that are, um, if you want some time off, take the time off. I didn't. I did the work that was there. I was a little nervous because I knew that my uh, my next four weeks are going to be incredibly busy, so I didn't want to get too relaxed, but I was very, very surprised that there was more work than I expected. I expected it to be very, very quiet. Although I did have, I did have a good time. In Arizona, right now, this week, so many people are out of town. The traffic is amazing. Going to the restaurants are amazing. Parking at the mall is amazing. So if you are in a town where people are out of town, take, um, take advantage of that. Uh, I did to the extent that I could. And it was really great. Even Costco was not as crowded as it was. Usually on a Friday afternoon, it will have, you know, 10 people per line. You could just walk up in a line and, and get checked out. It was very good. Okay. So we talked about um, not flying like a supermodel. And we talked about what not to do during a holiday week. Um, A reminder for everybody, wear a hat if you're out walking. I never wore hats until this year. And I was starting to see some sunspots on my forehead and around my eyes. And I thought I really need a hat. Plus, sometimes I would come home if I was walking like now this time of year, I definitely need a hat. And I never 
like I said, never, ever wore them before. But even I got my hat in the spring. And before I got my hat, sometimes I'd come home and my face would just be real red. And it would just be like slightly sunburned. Um, And I thought, I'm going to get a hat. And because it's me, (laughs) I got the most bedazzled jeweled hat you've ever seen. I found it on Etsy. It has the fleur-de-lis um, that you see. That's the, the saint symbol. Everyone always asks me when if they see me in the hat if I'm a Saints fan. I'm a New Orleans girl. And that's what um, the hat reminded me of. And so um, I love the hat. And it has big gemstones on it. And I love anything with big gemstones. So if you're looking for something that's a little unusual, try Etsy because I was looking for like crazy for a cap that was fun and I just was finding the most boring hats. I tried Amazon, I just Googled it and then I went to Etsy and looked around and there was a lot of good choices and it was made by um, a, a person in Texas And she sent me a nice note with it when she sent me the hat. And it just was not that expensive. I think it was like $15. So it was a good buy. All right, a couple reviews. And then I'm going to wrap up this podcast. When I was out for the 4th of July, I went to a restaurant called Olive and Ivy. Olive and Ivy is a restaurant in the Fox Concepts um, restaurant family. Fox Concepts will do something on holidays where they'll take 25% off your meal. They send you an email, you just mention the email or show your server the email and they take 25% off. I had never been to Olive and Ivy. It's by Fashion Square Mall in Scottsdale. It was very delicious, like tons and tons of fun dishes. We had an appetizer that was artichoke hearts on a bed of arugula. I know it sounds weird. It was extremely delicious, extremely tasty. They have different bruschettas. I love a place that you can go to and pick from multiple bruschettas. So they had the bruschettas. uh, They had a couple of meat ones, which I didn't get since I don't eat meat. And then they had like four vegetable ones that you could choose from. And one of their dishes was you could get three bruschettas on toast for maybe it was $12 or 15. It just wasn't that much. And they actually cut the bruschetta bread for you so you could share it and let other people taste what you're eating. I had an asparagus one, an avocado one, and a mushroom one. The avocado one was okay. It was just more like an avocado toast. Still delicious, but the asparagus one and the mushroom one were super special. And uh, my sister-in-law had a tuna sandwich, which you're thinking, that sounds boring. Um, But I took a bite of it. It was the most delicious tuna I ever had. And my daughter had a tomato soup. And maybe I was really hungry, although I didn't feel like I was starving. Um, I had a tomato soup, and it was the most delicious tomato soup I ever had. And they bring you um, focaccia bread with a pesto. And that was delicious. They bring it to all the tables. Just really, really good. And I think our bill was $50 and they take off the 25% and, you know, $40 for people, for three people to have a really good lunch. Very, very, very good deal. And if you do live in the Arizona area, California has Fox Concept too. I don't know if they do the 25% deal on holidays, but keep that in mind because you can have a really nice meal out 
if you're out on a holiday and, and, and you know, taking advantage of the, um, of there not being crowds. They're, the restaurant was half full and we had a really nice time. And they do it for sure, 4th of July, Labor Day, Memorial Day, the hot weather holidays when people are not in town, when people have left town. I did see the new Spider-Man, Far From Home. That movie is so good. I want to see it again. I loved it. It was just so enjoyable. I don't want to spoil anything because it had some fun parts of it and it had some surprises. So I don't want to talk too much about it. But Tom Holland as Spider-Man is the delight. Zendaya as Mary Jane is super fun. Uh, there were some of the actors from the Avengers, but on a smaller scale. So we're talking like Samuel L. Jackson was in it as Nick Fury, as an example. And it was just good. It was it was funny. There were parts that were thrilling, um, touching at some points. I really, really liked it. I want to go back and see it again. So I definitely recommend it. It was a perfect summer movie. And it was two hours, which usually I say no movie needs to be two hours. Um, Quentin Tarantino can get away. Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese can get away with the three-hour movie. But otherwise, I like an hour and a half movie, maybe an hour and 45 minutes. I did not feel like there was stuff to be cut away from this movie. It moved at a very fast clip and was a great movie. Couple books I'm looking, I'm reading. If you want some idea for some summer reading, um, one is called Friend Request by Laura Marshall. It's a thriller, and it's about a woman who gets a friend request from a person she knew that in high school who is long dead. So that starts off, and that's kind of scary. And I haven't finished it. I'm in the last hundred pages. But the book has been moving along very well. I've been having trouble putting it down. I really want to get to the end of it. I'm hopeful, fingers crossed, for not a disappointing ending. A lot of times I find that in these thriller books, you get to the end and it's like, ugh, like a total letdown. This is uh, a recent thriller. It also, at least at this point, doesn't have what I have been calling the unreliable narrator. There's so many books like that where it has a narrator where all they do is drink wine and you never know if what they're reporting is is good or not. Like the woman the woman on the train and the woman in the window. It's a lot of the the woman books. <laughs> um and this one is so far this friend request book is pretty good. I will report back and, and let you know if it's worth reading. But at least up until the last 100 pages, it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. If you're looking for something um, more historical, I'm reading the Killing the SS book. I've just started it. It's pretty good right now. And um, I have to return it to the library, so I might have to finish it in a few weeks. But it's in the Killing series that Bill O'Reilly does. He works with another author on it. So if I had to guess, I would guess the other author is doing most of the heavy lifting. But who knows? Um, in the same series as Killing Lincoln, 
killing Kennedy, killing Jesus, killing Patton, killing Reagan, killing the rising sun and killing England. I have heard that people enjoy these books quite a bit. This is the first one that I started with. Killing the SS is about the hunt to find the worst war criminals after World War II. And I'm not too far into it, but right now it's pretty exciting and I enjoy it. I would consider both Killing the SS and Friend Request good summer readings. One more, um, one on the fiction side and one on the nonfiction side. A book that I'm reading that I accidentally found at the library, because the library has a table where they'll put out new books and I always scan through it just to see if there's a title that catches my eye or a book jacket that catches my eye and there was a book that said that's called The Elegant Warrior and it's How to Win Life's Trials Without Losing Yourself by Heather Hansen it's a very small book um, about a hundred less than 150 pages short chapters Heather Hansen is a trial lawyer, and she's just talking about what she's learned. It's good for lawyers. It is good for non-attorneys. It's a book I wish I would have written. Um, it has a lot of advice that I've given myself over the years, or I wished I've given myself. And it's a book where I'm, I'm in about in the middle of it right now, but it moves across, it moves very quickly and I recommend it. And she tells stories about trials, actual trials that she has participated in and the outcomes and how it's changed her. So that part is very interesting to me. All right, everyone, I am going to wrap up today's podcast. If you'd like to listen to the podcast, you can find me on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you want to shoot me a message, you can shoot me a message on Facebook under my name, um, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter at Florence Legally Brunette. And you can find me on my website at Florence, I'm sorry, at www.brummerlaw.com. Have a great week. I hope you had a great fourth. I'll be back with tips next week. Thanks. Bye-bye.